watch it. Drink it in. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Big Six podcast. We've got a very special episode today as we preview the upcoming Euro 2020 tournament, which we're all very excited for. So I won't waste any more time. I'll get straight in. I'm joined by Matt. Yo, what's up, guys? Hope you're doing well. Uh, Demille. Yo, guys. And big news, Dan is back. Welcome back. <laughs> all right, guys. And also joined by special guest, Bav. So thanks very much for coming on. Welcome on the show. Yes, lads. Appreciate it. No worries. Not a problem. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to go through sort of the main sort of talking points, such as who we think is going to win it, who we think is going to win the golden boot, who we think is going to be a surprise horse and uh, potentially like a surprise exit as well. So we'll go through all of them and then we're going to go through each group, group by group and sort of speak about each team in a bit more detail and think about who is going to go through, which players to watch out for, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll get straight into it with the big question, which is who is going to win. So I'll come to everyone individually just to ask for who you think, and then we'll just debate among ourselves, but not sure whether there'll be any debate or not, but I'll kick it off. And I think the clear favorites are France. So that's who I think I'll come to you, Demille. Who do you think? Um, I agree. I think France will win. Yeah. Babs, what about you? Do I think France will win? Yes, but I'm going to go for the, it's coming home, lads. <laughs> well, fair play. I wish I had that optimism, uh, optimism, but what about you, Dan? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with France. Well, I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to have to stick with France. They're just such clear favourites, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And uh, Matt, what about you? Yeah, France. Not Italy. Oh, fair. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you first time. Wow, that's a bit of a. Uh, Matt's still being a GSE. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one for I'll, me I'll, in France so I'll come to you that. first then obviously we'll speak about Italy a bit more when we come round to the groups but uh, why do you think Italy are going to go all the way um, I think they've got the best manager in the tournament left um, I think they've got a really good core of a squad they've got players like Bastoni, Barella uh, Locatelli they've also got players like Immobile well obviously it's super important they perform they've got wingers like Berardi who had a good season Chiesa who I think will be a standout man if he plays uh, they've also got players like Insigne. They've got a really stacked squad, I want to say. And just like the midfield quality they have, and as I say, the core is what's so important for me and the manager. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's a very interesting shout. We'll get on to them a bit more in a bit. But yeah, I think they are certainly an interesting one. I'm not sure whether they'll go all the way, but you know, I rate I rate the shout. So, um, Bavs, I don't know if it was a uh, you know a hopeful shout, but why do you think England are going to go all the way? I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just hoping it happens. Um, <laughs> but if it does happen it's probably because of um players like Grealish players like Kane turning up as well but I'll, I will say I think Grealish is England's x-factor player like I rate Kane obviously obviously you can't not rate him but he doesn't have that game winning ability that Grealish could have but um listen if we don't win it's because of Southgate in it yeah yeah no I, I completely rate that shout I was going to mention that um in a little bit I just think what maybe sets us apart from the likes of France is one, the lack of tournament experience, and two, the lack of, like you said, match winners. I don't really look at our team and think there's anyone that's particularly going to pull out something special consistently to win us the game, considering, mm-hmm. we, well, it's shown in the friendlies. We don't create too many chances anyway. So I think you will be looking at a player like Grealish, maybe a Sancho, maybe a Kane, even though he's not got the best track record of it, to pull something out of the bag. So, I mean, fingers crossed. But yeah, I mean, we'll come to France now, who are the clear favourites. So, um, Demir, I'll come to you on, on France. I mean, all three of us said it, but... Why do you think France are going to win it? Um, I think they just have, they have the best players. They have likes of, I mean, they're stacked in every single department. Really, you've got defence, you've got um, Varane, you've got uh, Lloris in goal, of course, the captain, 
um, uh, Mendy, Fernand Mendy, you know, in midfield, Pogba, Kante, you've got the likes of um, Grealish, Griezmann, Mbappe, Giroud and Benzema. You know, they have um, also the tournament experience that you've just mentioned there, which is crucial um, in these tournaments. Um, and, you know, Deschamps is, is a manager who's who's won the World Cup, so he knows what he's doing. And they have clear tactics. They, they know um, what they're doing. They play so well together. And the cohesion they have, I mean, you know, just just to mention like Pogba, for example, um, you see like the difference when he plays in France and then where he plays at United, you know, France, they just have that gel and that bond and that's important in international matches and they also have the quality to go, to go with it. And yeah, the clear favourites are I expect them to go for. Yeah, for sure. I think the, one of the things that just clearly stands out is I don't think they have any weakness in any position. I mean, people talk about Benjamin Pavard, but I think he's quite disrespected, to be honest. He's shown that he can do a job in a big tournament. He's got lots of experience, so I don't even think it's necessarily a weakness. And you look at most of the other nations and you can at least pick out a couple of places where they can potentially improve. But like you said, France are just stacked in every single attribute. And with the addition of Karim Benzema, I think, presuming he's fit, I know he went off with a bit of an injury last night, but that's just going to be even more of a force. And even if he isn't, Giroud has shown how reliable he is for France. So, yeah, I mean, they're who we think are going to win. I think a lot of people will agree with France, but it's good to get some other shouts as well, for sure. So we'll move on to the Golden Boot winner. So, I mean, when I'll do the same thing, I'll come to everyone. I'm going to kick it off, and I think it's going to be uh, Lukaku. So, Demel, I'll come to you. <laughs> I actually think it's Lukaku's all, mate. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, I did expect a couple of people to to agree. What about you, Babs? Uh, I want to go Mbappe, but you know what? Let's go for Karim Benzema. Yeah, fair play, for sure. That's a good shout. What about you, Dan? I'm going to go with you and DeMille with Lukaku as well. Yeah. All right then, Matt. Who are you saying? Well, it looks like it's four out of five, Lukaku. To be fair, I did I did expect it, and I assume I'll take this one, but I think um, you'll have quite a bit of similar reasoning. But you look at Belgium's group, and I'd say it probably is one of the weakest in there. I feel like he can pick up maybe four or five goals in the group stage, and I feel like they will at least advance to the quarterfinals, maybe even the semifinals. But I think he'll probably have such a, um, such a start from the groups. I feel like we know how good his track record is um, for Belgium. And I don't want to call him a stat batter, but he does have a... You know, he's you know, he's known for scoring against the lesser sides in quotation marks. So I'm sure like with the service of De Bruyne if he's fit, Hazard, Tielemans, etc., he's gonna get a plethora of chances and he's been brilliant this season, so I fully expect him to carry that on into the tournament. So I don't know if uh Demo, you've got anything to add on, Lukaku? No, you literally um took the word out of my mouth, mate. Huh. Thanks, mate. All right then. Um Babs, I'll come to you on uh mm. Benzema. I just said look, he obviously hasn't been to the Euros for a while. Uh, and for France as well. I think he'll be out there to make a statement to, to show the French fans that he's still there um, and the quality he has. So, you know, outside shot, but why not? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's a good shout. The only thing I would say is obviously you've got other players sort of competing for the mm -hmm. same, you know, goal scoring. Like if you look at England, their talisman is obviously Kane. Uh, Belgium's is quite clearly Lukaku. But for France, you're looking at goals coming from Benzema, Mbappe and Griezmann, essentially, and even Giroud if he plays. So that's why I didn't mm -hmm. go for him, but I certainly thought about it. But I can just see the goals being distributed out a little bit more in the French team, if you if you get what I mean. But yeah, obviously, mm -hmm. Lukaku, I feel like it is a great shout. I think Benzema's a great shout as well. Obviously, I sort of did want to avoid picking anyone from the supposed group of death because, like I said, I can see Lukaku bagging a fair few in the group stage and like 
somebody like Ronaldo and Mbappe, Benzema, you know, if you want to go down the German route, Nabry or something like that, I feel like they'll struggle to score in the group stage, whereas a lot of other players like maybe Lukaku or Kane will, you know, probably boost their tally in the group stage. But, you know, I would have been tempted by a French player otherwise. But yeah, I mean, we'll move on to player at a tournament. You know, this is this is quite a tough one, to be honest. And considering I think France are going to win it, I'm going to go with a French player. And I'm actually going to go for Griezmann. I think a lot of people have started to not rate him as much because of his form at Barcelona. But I think for the national team, he is just absolutely sensational. And he was sensational at the World Cup. And I can really see him transforming his form for the French team into this tournament. So, yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Griezmann for player of the tournament. But I'll come to you, Demel. Who do you think? All right. So I'm going to go... <laughs> I actually said... I asked, before you said Griezmann, in my head was Griezmann. But I don't agree with you for the first time in the world. <laughs> so I'm going to go with another French player. And I, I'm going to go with Mbappe. Um, simply because, you know, he's world-class and in that French team, he um, shines maybe more brightly than he does in PSG and he's an exceptional player. Um, and we saw his breakout in the World Cup and I only think he's going to go on stronger in the Euros. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go Mbappe. But my yeah. first my first point was, was Griezmann. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Pogba then and then Dan was going to go into a massive outrage. But no, um, I think Pogba will have a good tournament, no, but maybe not quite player of the tournament. But yeah, I'll, I'll come to you then, Babs. Who do you say for player of the tournament? It has to be Mbappe as well. If, if yeah. France win it, he's he's the golden boy. He's he's going to get all the praise for it. So, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, they'll always give it to somebody who wins the tournament most mm-hmm. of the time. But maybe that'll change this year. But, you know, I think it's quite risky to go with someone that isn't really going to go that far, really. But, um, you know, Dan, who do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with Lukaku. I just yeah. think, like you said, I think he'll have a proper like, explosive group. And then I just think as far as Belgium will get, he'll just keep scoring. I, I can't see a way that he doesn't have a great tournament this year. Um, yeah. Like you said, he's been on, he's been on fire this season. He's, his confidence is an all-time high and he's got the players behind him to create for him. So it's just... As long as Belgium themselves perform, I think it's nailed on for him, to be honest. Yeah, I think the only reason I've swayed away from him for player of the tournament is because I could see them potentially going out in the quarters. So I don't know if they'd give a player that goes out in the quarters um, a player of the tournament. But I think if he was to reach semis or final, he'd certainly be, be in for a great shout. But then last but not least, Matt, who are you saying? I'm going to go for a very, very interesting one. Definitely not expected. Surprise, surprise. And, <laughs> no, if France do win it, which I don't think they will, then it will either be, I think, either Mbappe, Kante or Bogba. But I'm, I'm going for Barella. Very yeah. outside shout, but I just have a feeling he's going to do like a Modric-esque. You know, just get crazy appreciated by people, be like unbelievable throughout. Not maybe get so many goals or assists, but I just have a feeling he's going to be that type of player who will win it. I'm sure he's going to have a fantastic tournament, but I feel like to win player of the tournament, you've got to have a lot of PR, and I just don't think he's quite there yet, if you get what Which I mean. Which is why I put Kante in as well. Yeah, if you're... I think if France do win it, he'll even win it. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it went down to like a toss-up between, like you said, Barella or a Kante or a Griezmann or an Mbappe, they're obviously going to lean towards the more known player, but I'm sure Barella will have a fantastic tournament, for sure. But we'll move on to a dark horse now, like a team. I'll kick it off. I'm... I'm torn between two, and I think if the tournament goes the way I expect, I think these two will meet in the last 16. And if they do, I feel like the winner of that could potentially get to a semi. And those two teams are Denmark and Turkey. So I'll pass on to Demel. For yours? Um, my dark horse is Italy. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, fair play. Go on, uh, Bavs, up to you. It depends on what you count as a dark horse, because you know not a lot of people are saying that Portugal are going to win it this year, but they got a lot of quality. But um, I do think it'll be Turkey, to be fair. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Italy would definitely be a dark horse to win it. But I was sort of going across the angle to get far in a tournament. I mean, I'd be stunned if oh, Denmark or Turkey sorry. won it. But like, yeah, to to get far, I think they could do it. What about you, Dan? Uh, I'm in a similar situation as Demille. My two that I had in my head was Italy or Netherlands. I feel like Holland are just, I don't know, I feel like they have the quality to get to the semis, depending on who they face. I've not got the like roots memorised. Um, but I feel like they could surprise people. Like, obviously, the main favourites are like France, Portugal, Belgium, England, Italy even. Not necessarily a favourite, but you'd back them to get to the quarters at least. Um, I just feel like Netherlands could be like just a bit of a shock. Yeah, fair enough. What about you, Matt, finally? It's a bit of a tough question, right? Because teams which would be considered dark horses before are just not dark horses, like Turkey. Yeah, everyone says they're dark horses now. And they will be, I'm sure, but everyone says it. I guess Denmark is the only real one. I don't really know much about Czech Republic, but I just have a weird feeling they'll do all right. But other than that, I just... It's hard to really call an actual dark horse. I'm surprised you didn't say North Macedonia, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be typical, Matt, wouldn't it? But, um, Finland. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll come straight back to you then, Matt, to talk about Denmark. Obviously, I said them as well, but I, I do fancy Denmark to do pretty well. So do you want a quick word on Denmark? Yeah. Uh, I just looked at like, their squad, to be honest, like before we started this. And I just saw so many good names. And they're in a lot... Uh, you know, like, their group is very manageable by Belgium. So I don't see any reason they can't get through that. Um, finish second as well. If they do that, then probably have it easier. I can't remember how the games work, like where everyone finishes. But I think they'll get an easier game. And they've just got like a lot of quality in the team, a really well-balanced team. The life of Christensen, Anderson, Kajar, like... They've just got a really well-balanced team of a lot of good players and some decent enough depth. So I could just see them doing all right, really. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I said Turkey, but I'm going to hold back on talking about them for a minute because they're actually in my group preview in a minute. So I'll um, I'll hold back on that. Obviously, Demel, you said Italy, didn't you? But we've had a word from Matt about them earlier. But have you got anything else to add on them? Um, to be fair, Matt Matt has said something, but I I just looking at predictions um, that I made, and I also have Denmark to make the quarters. Um, just on what Matt said about Denmark. Um, I do fancy them to get second in their group, and second in group A um, will face second in group B, which is Denmark's group. Um, and so that's probably favourable to them, in my opinion. So I could also see Croatia getting to the quarters as well. No one's mentioned them. They um, they still they still got um, a good, decent squad as well, with the likes of Vebic. And um, uh, to be fair, that's all I know, actually. But, um, that's, that's a great squad. Yeah, <laughs> what man? No, I, I, I do, I do believe um, Croatia will do all right. Um, but in terms of their dark horses, I'm not really sure what counts as a dark horse anymore. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's been a lot of talk about um, certain teams. To be fair, like uh, like I said a minute ago, not really a dark horse anymore. But I mean, we'll move on to our actual group preview now. So how this is going to work is each person will take one group each, and I'm going to take two because there's only five of us. And we're just going to run through each team briefly, just give a few players to look out for, a few thoughts on them, and then sort of give our route. So what order we think it's going to be. So um, I'll start. I've got Group A. 
Uh, that's Italy, Turkey, Switzerland and Wales. So I think Italy will top it, to be fair, for sure. I think, like they said, they're a very, very good side in this tournament and they're really rebuilding really well. And like um, Matt said, I think Mancini is a fantastic manager, especially at international level. And he's done a really good job to rebuild this side. Because you remember, this is a side that didn't even make the last tournament, which was the World Cup in 2018. So, yeah, I mean... They've got a great midfield, like Matt said earlier, the likes of Barella, Verratti, Jorginho, and even like Locatelli and Pellegrini in the wings. They're all fantastic players and the sort of Italian mould of midfielder you would expect. So I'm really excited to see how that um, how that pans out. And like Matt said, again, you've got great attackers like Immobile. And if he can repeat his form from Syria into the Euros, then he certainly will bag a few. But there's obviously a few questions being raised over that since he's never really done it outside of Italy. So it'd be interesting to look out for, but he is a great striker. And if he can repeat his form into the tournament, then I'm sure we'll do brilliant. Insigne, obviously he's a proven great player over the last few years. So he'll certainly be a threat. And Federico Chiesa, who people have been talking about a lot. And I think rightly so, I think he's a fantastic talent. A bit of a question whether he'll start or not, but I'm sure when he does get on the pitch, he'll be really, really good and like announce himself on the world stage. So, yeah, I think Italy are in quite a good place, to be fair. Obviously, they've still got the old guard at the back of Chiellini, Bonucci, but then they've got some good young centre-backs like Bastoni and Mancini, who didn't even make the squad in the wings. And I think if they do lack at any area, it is full-back. But I suppose if you're going to lack in any area, then I suppose that's one of the best to uh, to um, lack in. But I don't mean they're awful. I mean, you've got the likes of uh, Spitsanola and Florenzi, etc. that can do a job in those areas. But... Yeah, I think Italy could make the semis, to be fair. I think everything points towards a Belgium versus Italy quarter, and I'd probably fancy Italy out of them too, to be honest. I think Belgium have got a lot more weaknesses in their side to Italy. So, yeah, I've got Italy to win the group. I've got Turkey in second, who are my dark horses to reach the quarters, for sure. I think they've got a great defence on paper with the likes of Demiral, Soyuncu, Kabak and Celik from Lille as well, who's had a great season, but... They haven't really settled on a defence in the warm-up games and they have shipped a fair few goals. So I don't know whether they'll be able to sort that out in the tournament. But on paper, they do have a really, really solid defence. I mean, in midfield, you've got the likes of Tufan, who's playing really, really well in the Turkish Super League. And OK, Yakushlu as well, who had a fairly good spell at West Brom. So we've seen a little bit of him. And you've got the likes of Yasici from Lille and Chananoglu, who are great creative players in the attack. And then obviously they'll be setting up Barat Yilmaz, who had a sensational season for Lille. So yeah, I mean, Turkey have got a great side on paper. They um, had a great qualifying campaign for the Euros. They only finished two points behind France in their group, and they've only lost one in their last 13 games in all competitions. So I really like the look of Turkey. I think they can come second in the group, which, like I said, would give them a decent round of 16 tie, which I think they could win as well. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of them. Um, a big fan of Turkey for sure. So yeah, them to go through in second. And in third, I've got Switzerland, who I actually think have been slept on by quite a few people. I think they've got quite a good side on paper. I mean, They've got a good goalkeeper in Jan Sommer. They've got some good centre-backs like Fabian Schaar. They've got Nico Alvedi and Manuel Akanji as well. They've got some great attacking full-backs like Ricardo Rodriguez, Kevin and Barbu as well with their three at the back system. So them as wing-backs I think could be very effective. And then they've got some good midfield options too like obviously Granit Xhaka, Fruller at Atalanta and Zakaria as well from München Gladbach. And then You've got the consistent Shakiri in international level. He's always really turned up for Switzerland as well with Seferovic up front, the Benfica striker, who we didn't really hear much about, but he's got a fantastic scoring record over in Portugal. So, yeah, I mean, I fancy Switzerland to come third and I think they will get enough points to get one of the third place slots. So, yeah, I think um, they're being slept on by quite a few people. I think they could do all right as well. They've won their last six games in the build up to this tournament, which is pretty impressive. So, obviously, they're on a great run and they've got the momentum. So, Unfortunately, for any Welsh people listening, that does leave Wales in fourth. I just don't see any reason how they can get out of this group. I think a lot of people that are predicting them to get through is just because of blind optimism, really. Obviously, 
they don't have a proper manager with everything going on with Ryan Giggs at the moment. So Rob Page is filling in. I don't know too much about him, but I don't think he's going to put up too many trees. And then your standout players being Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, of course, Daniel James, Joe Roden, names that we know. A couple of players I think you could look out for. Cabango from Swansea. I've been impressed with him this season in the Championship. So I'm interested to see if he gets any game time and see how he does. And also, I think David Brooks is a very underrated player as well who could play well for them. So, yeah, but... To be honest, I can't see them winning a game and I think they're going to finish bottom, unfortunately. So, yeah, Group A, Italy to go through, Turkey second, Switzerland third, Wales fourth. So that's my sort of Group A preview. So we'll go on to Group B now. Well, I mean, has anyone disagreed with me on that just before? Does anyone disagree with the order? No. What do you reckon about Switzerland? I mean, I had them to make it out think... of um, um, in the group stages um, based on like what you said the uh, one of the fourth best third place teams um but after that you know i, I don't see them making it out of yeah. the round of 16s that's fair i just think people putting them at the bottom of the group is a bit um bit disrespectful i think they're a much better side than wales of all due respect but yeah they've got a couple of decent but yeah i mean we'll move on to group b now like i said and matt's got group b so take it away well, I mean, it's probably one of the more underwhelming groups in the tournament, but I mean, I'll start with Belgium. I mean, they're a really good nation. They've got a bit of a questionable coach, to say the least, in Roberto Martinez. Um, but the players they have, like individually, obviously Lukaku, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, they've got utility players like Castagna, who work well in their three-back. Really good player. Carrasco has had a really good season. They've got a whole lot of quality. Yuri Tillemans, another one. Their defence a bit suspect. Um Obviously, they've got players like Jason Denea, who's not too bad, but their defence is a bit suspect. But I think in the actual group itself, I think they're by far and away the best team. And I can't really see them not winning it, the group, I guess. Or, I mean, especially with players, as I said, like Lukaku, like um, De Bruyne, even like Dennis Pratt and stuff. Like They're decent players. Mertens as well. Thorgan Hazard, Trossard, also Jeremy Doku is an interesting one from Stade Rene to keep out for. But yeah, um, not really too much to say on them though, because it's quite an easy group for them, I feel. Can't really see any surprises there. Uh, with Denmark, I brought up earlier, like briefly, with that 4 3 they play. Very good, like balanced squad. They've got a lot of very familiar names in Pierre Hoiberg, Eriksson, Braithwaite, um, Poulsen from Leipzig. They've got a lot of decent players, and I think they just strike me as just easily the second-best team in the tournament. But then again, Russia, I mean, obviously it was hosted last time, and some dodgy activity went on, but who knows? Could they be a team which surprises? I, I personally don't think so. I don't know much about Russia to really say. Nor Finland, but Russia going making third would make sense, because, I mean, Finland, I just can't really see anything going for them, to be honest. There's not too much I can really say on either. I don't think, you know, there's any Finland, Finland experts here, you know, who want to take that part away. But, yeah, I think the bottom line is Belgium and Denmark will get first and second and Russia will get third approach of elimination. And, unfortunately, Finland will end fourth. Any do, you think, um, do you think Russia will go through then or no? Um, they could. If they just beat, like... Finland once get a draw against one of the other teams or Finland again and don't have a negative goal difference it could be okay so because it's quite it's an easier group to get some points from um 
having a team like Finland in there, like if they won 2-0 there and then lost that like 1-0 to Belgium, and, you know, it's not too deep. Whereas another group where it's more competitive, like, you know, one with like Spain or Sweden, for example, you know, that's more, that's far harder to get out of. But yeah, I think they could, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say on Belgium, I'd, I'd be shocked if they won the tournament, to be honest. I don't really rate them that highly. I just think they've got too many holes in their team. I don't know what everyone else thinks of Belgium, but I'd, yeah, I'd be shocked if they won it. Yeah. I personally think the defence isn't good enough. No, I like, agree. They've got the attack, uh, they've got the midfield. It's just the defence lets them down. I'm struggling to think who they've got. They've got Thomas Munier at right back, um, Alderweireld, Vertonghen. Do, does Vertonghen even still play yeah. nationally? Yeah, he's there. They've got Vermaelen as well from Vizel Kobe's big age. Uh, big up Thomas. I think another thing to say is well, their yeah, bench, yeah. like you, you look past their starting eleven and their depth isn't really all that, I don't think. Like you're looking down at the bench and you've got, you know, Mishi Bashwai with all due respect, Christian Benteke, you've got Vanakun, who I know's done well for Club Bruges over the years, but they have still, Hazard, don't they? Yeah. They have I think a that, that's probably as good as it names. comes. I actually made actually um predicted them to go to the semis, you know. Uh, see, if Italy and Belgium meet, I could see Italy winning. See, I I, I predicted Belgium. I I did see uh, Belgium Italy set, uh, quarters, and I predicted Belgium. Just the fact it's, that they have a more a quality in attack, I just think the attack will. will it could single handedly win the games. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. It'd be if Italy Belgium would be a really good game because you feel like if the very two evenly matched sides, and it'd just come down to who has. Like individual brilliance. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you've got you... two world class players in De Bruyne and Lukaku, but I think I feel like Italy are a better all round side, if you get what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But then and the midfield, I think the most important part of a team is the midfield as well. And Italy have that in abundance, whereas Belgium, they've got some good midfielders, but they don't have as many like defensive minded, top quality midfielders as Italy do. Can we see De Bruyne playing in the front three, do you reckon, or as like part of the midfield too? I... Depends what happens with Hazard, I reckon. Yeah, I think Carrasco is a pretty big starter, though, regardless. He's had a really good season for Atletico. I could see him playing the left wing back role, though, to be fair. He's played that before, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, again, if you'd put De Bruyne in the front three and you started with De Bruyne, Hazard, and Lukaku, that also means you then have Dries Mertens to come off the bench. Whereas if you drop De Bruyne into midfield and start Dries Mertens, you're suddenly looking at, you know, Michy Bashwai as your first substitute, if you get what I mean. So it is good mm. to like have an option off the bench. So it'd be interesting to see how that. Um, how that unfolds. But yeah, we'll move on to Group C now. And uh, I've got Group C again, and that's uh, Netherlands, Austria, Ukraine and North Macedonia. So I do think Holland will win the group, but I can't see them pulling up any trees, to be honest. I um, I know you disagree with that, Dan. You said you thought they'd go quite far, but they have got some great players, to be fair. But they've also got a couple of um, quite standout absentees, like, you know, Virgil van Dijk is the massive one. Obviously, Donny van der Beek's gone in the last couple of days. I just think... You know, they've got a manager who we know is very inexperienced and not really too capable. I mean, they've had a couple of questionable results recently, like a heavy loss to Turkey and a draw with Scotland. And I'm just not sure they're going to have enough to go far in the tournament. But I do think they'll win the group. Obviously, Memphis Depay is a fantastic player for uh, Netherlands. He's always at his best when he plays for them. Obviously, fair course as well. Very good striker. They've still got a good back line with the likes of De, De Vrij and uh, De Ligt. Wijnaldum is obviously a very good performer for, um, for his country. I mean... Backup goalkeeper is going to have to play because Sillison's 
I can't remember if it's COVID or injury, but he won't be there. So I do think they will top the group, but I don't think they're going to do that much in the tournament overall, to be honest. But yeah, I'll go, I'll go Austria in second. I think they'll probably be the worst second place team to go through, but I do think they got a bit about them. Obviously they played against England the other day, so got a good look at them and they looked all right. Like they got a couple of good players in there, obviously like Marcel Sabitzer, who I'm sure will announce himself for this tournament. I think he's a fantastic player. Obviously their star man, David Alaba, they've got Hinteregger, who's a very capable, um, Centre half, so I feel like yeah, they've got a couple of decent players and they've got enough about them to to get out of the group for definite. So yeah, I think they'll come second, but I can't see any you know any more than that. And I think Ukraine will get third. I think you know that they're, they're they're okay. They got a little bit about them. Obviously, they got Alexander Zinchenko, who's sort of their main man. They've got Malinovsky, who we know is a fantastic player for Atalanta, and he's got a bit of Premier League interest. I mean, you've got Marlos, you've got Yarmolenko from West Ham, but there isn't too many names that um that jump out the page. But, you know, if they do beat Macedonia, who I'll get onto in a minute, you know, they've got every chance of getting out of the group in that third sort of place. So maybe they could do it. But I see a lot of people have said Ukraine is the dark horse, but I don't really know where that's coming from. I know they had a good qualifying campaign, but their recent form has been a bit more questionable with draws against the likes of Bahrain, Finland, Kazakhstan. I mean, they got a quite credible draw against France, but, you know, I, I still don't think they've got enough about them to do much really and as for North Macedonia like I don't I don't know a huge um, amount about them I must say obviously they've got Alioski from Leeds who's proven to be a very capable player and very versatile I mean standout names probably Almas from Napoli who is a very good talent I feel like um, he could show the world that he's got a lot about him in this tournament but he hasn't had that much game time in Syria I think mostly used as a Serb and then obviously they've got their talisman Pandev who's been a great servant for them over the years played in Italy for his last you know, all his career pretty much. And he's been a fantastic, uh, fantastic player for North Macedonia and in Syria. But I mean, yeah, I think they will finish bottom. I think they could get a point out of one of the games potentially, but nothing more than that. So yeah, I'm saying uh, Holland to win the group, Austria second, Ukraine third, probably not going through. I'll lean towards and then Macedonia fourth. So any um, disagreements on that? No, not really. Um, I think not really. obviously it's, I disagree with you about Netherlands not going far. Um, I'm just saying all this to make Kai happy, by the way. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, though, I think they've just they've just got so much quality in midfield and attack. Like we've all seen what Van Alden plays like for Holland. Like he's just a completely different player when he's moved a bit more forward. I don't know why it never happened at Liverpool, um, but for Holland, he just like. Doesn't it doesn't really mean much? But I put him in my uh, fantasy team because I'm backing him to do well. And then you've got Depay, um, Weghurst. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't know if I've butchered that or whatever. Um, but no, I, I do agree, and I don't know if you um, said it or not. I can't remember. I don't think um, anyone from that group will go through. Then again, you'd say anyone can beat anyone, wouldn't you? Think about it. They could third place could end up with more points than another third place, and they could somehow sneak the way through. But yeah, it's probably the least exciting group out of the eight. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting because um, I think when when you mentioned how people uh, think that Ukraine will get far, I I don't think they will get far, but you have to think that this is probably the weakest group so I, I assume North Macedonia will come last and so Ukraine could pick up 
a win um, against North Macedonia and then potentially, you know, could could, could nick a, a surprise result against either Austria or Netherlands to make them become, you know, one of them uh, four teams at the highest points. Um, and so that could potentially push them onto the round of 16s and then when it's knockouts, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. But I, I agree with your order um, in, in what you said. I do think if they were to beat... Um to beat North Macedonia, they would have a good shout. So, I mean, they'll have to focus on that. And it depends. I think it would depend on goal difference, to be fair. Like, it will come down to, um, you know, who's got the most goal difference because there's a chance that Holland could thrash Ukraine. But, you know, I can't see it. So, may- maybe they'll... maybe they'll. I think that group is yeah. a group where, like, literally anything can happen bar Holland. Like, I don't rate Holland too highly just because of the ball. But I think the whole group in general, like, it, it could, anything could literally happen. Yeah, uh, true. I'd, then again, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if they went out. It really wouldn't if it just completely flopped with them. Seriously, I think if anyone's going to flop out in the group stage, I think it could be... Um, I think Memphis would save, that from the, save them. From yeah, that. I mean, he is, he's a fantastic performer for um, for Holland. So, yeah, that's certainly something I think. I think them. also, um, Will Nardem is getting um, you know, lost a bit in, in the names. I think he has, he has a bit of a more of a attacking role in um, the Dutch team. Um, and... He can um, actually, you know, be crucial to to Netherlands making out the group stage. I, I do expect them to make out the group stage fairly comfortably, but you know, I think he'll be uh, an important player for them as well. Yeah, I mean, no one's mentioned Frankie De Jong. He's one of the best midfield players in the world. So yeah, I mean, De Jong and Wijnaldum is certainly a good uh, international midfield. So yeah, I can see him getting through, but how far they get, I don't know. So yeah, we will move on to uh, we'll move on to Group D now, and I'll pass straight over to Dan. This is England's group, so take it away. Yeah, so obviously this is the one that most people know most about. Um, I think I expect England to top the group, um, although I hope they don't because we face whoever finishes in second in Group F, don't we? Um, yeah. So that's going to be one of France, Germany or Portugal, which won't be fun. Um, but no, I just I do think... We might struggle against Croatia, though, because obviously you've got, even though we've got Southgate, we've got the squad to get far enough. Um, it just depends on what lineups he puts out. But then if you think about it, uh, no City or Chelsea players have had any like pre-tournament game time. They only joined training in the past couple of days. So you're missing from that. Chilwell, Stones, Reese James, I don't think he'd play anyway. Mount, Foden, Sterling again. I don't think Sterling would play. Um, but I just think that that's half your team. Obviously, Maguire hasn't started training yet because he's still injured. Um, so I just, I don't know. I feel like we will struggle against Croatia. Um, and then without being too like doom and gloom, then you've got Scotland um, five days later, eight o'clock kickoff on a Friday night. Just anything can happen, can't it? It's massive derby. Obviously, there's not going to be as many. I don't even know if there is fans. Um, there is, yeah. There'll be there right. 20,000, I think. Um, is that for every game? Uh, for every group game, yeah. I'm not sure what's going uh, on with the knockouts, but yeah. Um, well, it's not good. Uh, at least there's fans there, but it's not going to be a full stadium, but at least fans will make a difference. Um, but you never know, like, in derbies, anything can happen. Um, I know it's a national derby, so it's a bit different than club, but just it's like England versus Wales in 2016. 
um, that game could have been one lost or drawn um, at one and all three nearly ended up happening at one point um, so I don't know I think England do I do back them to finish top um, but I, I do think it'll be like harder than what people expect because obviously Croatia I think I don't know I feel like them and Scotland are quite evenly matched. Obviously, Croatia have the standout players like Kramaric, Rebic, um, and then obviously Modric, Kovacic plays for Chelsea. Um, That's the know. ones, yeah. What? <laughs> now you remembers. Yeah. But yeah, so they've got the players, um, but then Scotland, um, they also have some standout players as well like Tierney, Robertson, as much as it pains me to say it, McTominay. Um, but I don't know, I just, I feel like, I feel like everyone has enough to beat Czech Republic. I'm not going to lie. I don't know a lot about Czech Republic. I know they have um, Thomas Callas from Bristol City, don't they? But that's as far as my Czech knowledge goes. Um, Didn't they have Dave Suchek as well, I think. Yeah. They? Oh, they have so Superpal as well, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just, I think Croatia will finish second and I think Scotland will go through as um, best, like one of the best third place teams. Um, cause like I said, and I'm also not confident for England in the tournament. I know, I mean, you guys know I'm always optimistic about City and what they can do, but with England, I just, we've got the squad, I just don't, back Southgate like if we had a competent manager it'd be different but Southgate is like no offence he just I don't think he knows what he's doing he's just out of his depth like you've, he bases his entire World Cup off set pieces we've we failed to break down Romania and Austria I know it was different teams that played and then he still doesn't bring Prowse instead of Trent it just didn't make any sense to me. So, I don't know what you guys have to say, but my order is going to be England, Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic. I presume that's most people's, to be honest. Yeah. I yeah. think this group, there might be a lot of draws. I can see yeah. maybe uh, Scotland v Czech Republic being a draw. I could see maybe England v Croatia being a draw. So, maybe Scotland will go into third, but maybe won't go through. Because I feel like Czech Republic... They've always been a side just like quite solid. They're hard to break down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So maybe Scotland will struggle, considering a lot of their strength and depth is in defence. Like with you know Tierney, I think I the like Tom plays part. They're just annoying to play, as you yeah. say. Like they're really solid. I think they will get third. What chair? By the way, yeah. Um, I'm saying all this now that I'm not confident. But when we beat Croatia one 0 because of an 89th minute penalty, ignore all my tweets. It's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. That's 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 what you got to do, isn't it? But yeah. just quickly on Scotland before we talk about England, I think they're a much better side than Wales. I think they've got a much better chance of at least getting to the knockout stage than than Wales does. But for England, I mean, I mentioned it earlier um, in reply to Bass, but I don't think we have enough match winners. Really, obviously, the manager is very very questionable. I personally don't really trust him. We are missing a couple of key players, and I feel like we might see a bit of square pegs round holes in the starting eleven to try and fit as many players in as possible. So. I think if we win the group, I think I don't want to be a killjoy, but I think Portugal, I think that might be where it ends. See, I, I feel actually, a bit worried for England yeah. as well, to be honest, just because of Maguire. 
because they didn't take mm-hmm. for the centre back selection. They didn't take Lewis Dunk, who was a no brainer. It's like a like for like, considering Maguire's only been able to walk or like run not so long ago. And they didn't take Ben Godfrey, who's the most versatile like defender, rapid, great. You know, been great this season. Those two, in my opinion, were no brainers, and I think that could really hurt England. Uh, taking Mings and Cody instead, who are liabilities. With you know Maguire, like even if he returns in decent enough time, what's to say he's as good as he was? Um, for his injury, I getting rushed back, you know. So I'm I think it, I think he will be rushed back. To be honest, I think that's obvious. I think I could see him making the knockout rounds, which obviously would be a would be um would be massive for us. But um yeah, has anyone else got anything to add on Group D before we move on? I was just going to say, um, I actually disagree with the fact that we don't have match winners. They might not be as like high like as high a profile as what France's or Portugal's are and stuff, but we've got Grealish, we've got Foden, we've got Kane, got Sancho, we've got Rashford, even Sterling, we've got Mount's not exactly a game winner, but he still <laughs> comes up with moments. Um we've got John Stones. Um <laughs> that's good out of John Stones. Um Might as well add Saka in there as well. Yeah, yeah. if you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do, I do think we have them. Uh, I do it's just, yeah. like you said, I uh, square holes and what was it? Square pegs and round holes. That's it. Yeah. Um, it's just about who fits in because you could say we have three, uh, two different front threes, um, and it's just where you play them, who plays with who, and mm-hmm. when they play. Um, but, but yeah, I just I just wanted I, to get that in there. I just think there's no. I'll come to you in a minute, Bart, because no, I have something to say then. But um. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a case of quality. I think we've got the quality. I think obviously Foden's a fantastic player. Obviously, like Sancho's a fantastic player. Rashford, Sterling, fantastic players. But the latter are both out of form. And as good as Foden is and as good as Sancho is, I don't know if I would trust them to come up with like a 90th minute winner or like a moment of magic. Like just because of the, partially because of the uh, inexperience as well. But Baz, I'll come to you. What did you want to say? Well, when when I mentioned match winners, I want a player that can produce something out of nothing. And while Kane is a great, great player, as much as he plays for Tottenham, you know, he isn't a, he can't provide you the, those moments where, for example, if a greedy just to beat two, three people, make a chance or do something, Kane's more of a, he's, just, he's, a, he's a striker, he can get a, get you a goal, but match winner for me is, we've only got very, very few, Foden's potentially one, um, but we ain't seen that consistently enough. Rashford, I, I'm not sure, Rashford could be one. He's done it sometimes if he's in head, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just don't know. We don't have a, a recognised front three as it stands. You've got Sterling, you've got Sancho, you've got Grealish. Is Rashford going to play? Kane obviously starts. Um, and the midfield as well. We don't know who's going to be the number 10. I've seen Southgate experiment with the Grealish as a 10, which, uh, I don't know, I'm not, not the biggest fan of that. And overall, we don't create enough chances, even though we have so many creators. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the thing spot. as well, like. It shouldn't even be a case of getting like last minute, like needing to have like match winners or anything. It should be like dominant and you know the mm. the creative player thing that have. Also, I thought I'd just quickly chuck in an interesting point. I have a feeling, uh, just like a feeling really, that Foden and Saka will get a lot more minutes than people think. Because mm. I think most of England's attackers are very left oriented, but Foden's just as good on the right as on the left. I feel and Saka is just the same really, or best off the right, arguably. So I have a feeling, just because, you know, someone like Sancho is a lot better off the left, Grealish a lot better off the left, same with Rashford, Sterling. I just have a feeling that uh, those two will get more minutes as they're more suited to the right-hand side. I think Foden will start against Croatia. Yeah. I think he'll play a lot. I I could see that, yeah. three will be Grealish, Kane, Foden. I don't feel like Southgate trusts Sancho. 
honest. Yeah, neither do I. But I can also see uh, Southgate experimenting too much and not playing his best players and and um, playing players when they don't need to play. For example, um, against Croatia, you don't really necessarily need runners like Rashford and Sterling. You need players like who can you know get the ball and create stuff. Um, but I, I feel like Rashford will start against Croatia. I don't know about you guys. I, I think, think in the knockout rounds, you have to have like a Rashford or a Sterling. Yeah, 100%. But I do agree, you know, when when um, we play the likes of Scotland, I wouldn't mind having Grealish and Foden in. But um, I feel like if we were to play a France or a Portugal, I feel like you do need a bit more pace. But yeah, fair play. To be honest, I like the idea of having Foden anyways, because although I've said that I think we need to play one of Rashford or Sterling, because, you know, it's the runner type and have a creative player as well in there, like Grealish or a Sancho. I think Foden does offer the runner type as well, like to stretch defences. And I think he could be that like balance between someone who's not exactly like as rapid as like a Rashford or a Sterling, but he's still like super quick, got a lot of great movement about him and obviously the other attributes you get with Foden. So I think he could be a big component. Just yeah. one last thing before we move on quickly. Um, with all due respect to Czech Republic, I think... It, like Demille said, with experimenting, we've played Croatia and Scotland before Czech Republic. So if results go our way, that would be the perfect time before the knockout rounds to... I've just lost the word. Experiment. Well, experiment, that's it. Um, to experiment, like you can play players who haven't played. Uh, obviously, depends on uh, how Croatia and Scotland are doing and like who we can face depending on where we finish and stuff. But that would be the game where you decide who is in... Like, who's the starters for the knockout rounds? Yeah, no, I get your point. A bit like the Belgium game last time. I remember we rotated a fair bit and then ended up losing, which sort of helped us in the end. But yeah, I mean, hopefully we get to that position. But I could see a couple of draws and then Czech Republic being a must-win, but hopefully not. But yeah, that's enough on on England's group anyway. I'll come to um, Group E now, which uh, Babs is going to go through Mm -hmm. for us now. Yeah, I'm not the expert in all these teams, but I'll try my best with this. Um, Obviously, I think... Um, the teams are Spain, Sweden, Poland, and Slovakia. And I think top of the group will be Spain. I think Sweden and Poland, they're both all right teams, but they don't have the quality that Spain have. Even though this is a weaker Spain side than normal, I think there's no Real Madrid players and stuff like that. But um, if I look at the team like Sweden and Poland, I think that would be a more interesting thing of who's second and who's third. I imagine you go Sweden second over Poland. I know Poland have got Lewandowski, but as a team, the results, I've looked at results, I think one win in the last seven it just shows that they're not in the best of form, whereas Sweden, I think, have four or five wins. So they're going into the tournament with better form, and I think they have a better all-round squad. You know, obviously, you've got Premier League players like Lindelof, but you've also got, you know, a striker like Isaac, who obviously is very, very highly rated, especially for after, what, 17 goals for Sociedad this season. So, you know, they've got a couple of players. They have any ex, you know. I think they've also got... Does Danny Olmo play for them? Or is, that, is, he, is he Spanish? I'm not quite sure. Spanish. Um, yeah, he's Spanish. Yeah, but um, they've got um, Fursberg, who plays for uh, Leipzig, but he doesn't play as often anymore. But um, yeah, I, I look at this group and I go, look, Spain, easy win for them, or it should be an easy win, unless obviously um, they experiment or do, do a few things wrong. But um, yeah, Spain first, I'm going to go Sweden second, Poland in third, and obviously finally I'm going to go for Slovakia, who, yeah, they've got Hamsik, but apart from that, I look at their squad, I'm not, I'm not quite sure who else they really have. I think they've got um, Dubravka in goal as well, but um, yeah. I think a massive blow for Sweden. I believe uh, Kulusevski has tested positive for COVID in the last day or so, which is a shame because I was really looking forward to watching him play for Sweden. So that is certainly. So, a would he miss the entire tournament? I think, I think the... you have to withdraw from the squad, don't you? 
I'm not yeah. sure. That's, that's, that's I imagine so. It wouldn't really make sense otherwise, because then you're wasting a squad stop, uh, spot on someone who can't play for the first few weeks, and there's no guarantee to get through. Yeah, that's a massive blow because, I mean, I, I had him as one of my like breakout stars, really. I thought he'd uh, do really well. But I think, yeah, I think Sweden are slightly a bit of a dark horse. I think they could at least get to the last 16. Like we said, I think uh, Isaac's a fantastic striker and they have got a lot of experience in their team. And yeah, I think Poland, yeah, fair play. I, th- I think they'll get through there if they are one of the third place sides mm-hmm. for sure. I think Sweden, yeah, they're just like a bit of an annoying team to play and they have got the quality. I think Spain as well. Mm-hmm. I, I could see them actually going quite far just because, once again, they have one of the best managers in the tournament. Made a few interesting decisions, like leaving out someone like Jesus Navas uh, in that Spain squad. Mm-hmm. had a brilliant season. And I think Busquets tested positive for COVID, yeah. which is a bit of a miss as well. Also, Lorente, I think it is not the yeah, best yeah. Yeah, centre-back. Um, but yeah, they've got a really good squad. Some top players like Marcus Lorente, who's a great utility player, probably filling it right back. Someone like Fabian Ruiz, uh, obviously Thiago. Saul and Co. So yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot of quality, and they could go very far. In the I really rate Spain. I really do yeah. this. I rate their team a lot. I think they could do all right. I think quarters minimum, but I think um, I think they'll have a chance to get to the semis. I think Ferran Torres is a, definitely a player to look out for. He's already proven that he's a fantastic player for Spain. Obviously, they've got a lot of quality in midfield with the likes of Thiago, like you said, Fabian Ruiz, etc., etc. Rodri has had a great season at City. I think. Gerard Moreno has been fantastic with Villarreal this season. I um, I hope he starts with them, not only because he's in my fantasy, but I think he's a great player and, you know, he should start for them. Morata's always, you know, he's done well for Spain uh, overall. So I think they're, they're a team to look out for. I think leaving out Ramos was just ridiculous though. I think if they had him alongside Laporte with Pau Torres in reserve, I think you're looking at a really solid uh, back line as well. So I think Spain could do all right, yeah. I think Laporte yeah, and Torres is a really... Yeah, defensively as well. They look so strong. Yeah, I think Torres have a really good breakout. Which they'll have been expecting. Like, obviously, it just came out of nowhere, and then the next day it was done. But they'll have had that on the wraps for the past month or so. Um, But I think because you're playing Laporte right centre back, and he's never played there for us. Um, I don't know what he did at Bilbao before he joined, but he never played. He's never played there for us. Even when him and Ake played, it was always Ake on the right. So I just. And he's the one that, like, Pau Torres is on the left. Um, I just think leaving Ramos when you're playing two left-footed centre-backs was just a mistake. Obviously, it's beyond Ramos belief, is Ramos anyway. Um, what did you say, sorry? I said it's beyond belief you'd leave someone like that out, seriously. Yeah, because you think, like, you saw Roy Keane's rant about um, us, taking, us taking Jordan Henderson, but I, I didn't really agree with that. He's, players like that are leaders, like... It's not just about their on-pitch ability. It's about what they bring to the squad and like the morale and stuff. Like Ramos is one of the best leaders the game has ever seen, <laughs> and the fact that you've not taken him is just—I uh, don't know. I think I think if he's leaking goals, that'll be a massive like questioning point for Enrique. It's uh, you've seen that he's only took twenty-four players as well, yeah. rather That's, than twenty-six. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is rather interesting. If I was that's Ramos, just, that's just even more insulting. On the spot. It's, it's even more insulting to Ramos now. That you could literally just could have took him as an extra man, but just didn't. That, I just mm. don't get it. But yeah, um, we'll um, we'll move on from Group E. Uh, finally, Group F, which is uh, the group of death. So, Demille, take it away. Teams, you know, France, Germany, Hungary, and uh, Portugal want to. One of the most exciting and toughest groups I feel 
people calling it the group of death, then, you know, you've got to feel sorry for Hungary in some ways because, you know, they've done so well to get past the qualifiers and then face all three teams in the group stages. But for, for them, I, I, I'm sure, like, it's just a moment of, like, just enjoy it or why, why you're there, to be honest. Um, big up my Hungarian mate as well, Ben. I hope you're listening, mate. Um, but, you know, anyways, looking looking at the teams, you've got, you've got favourites, France, who I've, I've already spoken about them. Um, you know, they're, they're full of talent and they have squad depth in every single position. And what's crazy is, is that I'd actually think if you took their B team, so like that, the second team or second starters, for example, they would, I'd still predict them to make like quarters or so, which is just ridiculous, in my opinion. So yeah, France, of course, um, I, I feel like they're going to top the uh, group. And unfortunately, Hungary, I, I, I do feel they're going to come last. I, I don't really know Hungary that much. I know they got uh, Galatsi, I don't know how to pronounce their names, Galatsi or Galatsi. Yeah, yeah. Galatsi, yeah. Okay, I mean, goal, he's a good keeper for Leipzig. And you got Orban as well for them as well. So decent keeper and decent um, defender. I, I also know, um, so, I, I know it's Adam and Zalassi. He plays on mains. He plays on mains. Oh, the striker. He's a striker, the striker. yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's all right. But um, apart from that, then yeah, I, I don't, I don't fancy their chances at all. I think they won't really get a point, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, in terms of who's going to finish second, it's interesting because originally I, I thought Portugal will definitely get second, um, and I know a lot of people's uh, favourites are Portugal along with France, but I, I feel like people are kind of sleeping on Germany a little bit. Um, you know, you've got the one of the best international managers in the world. You know. Joachim Lowe and their squad is is actually really good as well. You always got the best keeper in one one of the best keepers in, in the generation, Manuel Neuer, and their defense is stacked as well. You've got lots of Sule, Klosterman, um, Hummels as well. Emre Chan can play there. You've got Rude guys who's been on form for Chelsea this season, um, and then the midfield speaks for itself. I mean, you've got the likes of Tony Kroos, you know, Joshua Kimmich. Goretzka, although I know I think he's injured. You've got Müller, Gundogan, who's who's been very very good this season, um, and you've got like young stars like Havertz, um, Musiala, Nabri, you know. So and Sane and Werner. So they they've got a very talented squad. It it depends on whether they're too inexperienced right now. Um, I know probably. Tony Kroos and Müller, they, they got the experience, so they can probably lead them as well. Müller, um, Hummels and Neuer. So they could potentially come second, but I I do have Portugal in second. Um, I just think their talent um, is better than Germany's right now. Um, I think Diaz and Cancelo in defence is, is crucial as well. You've got a good keeper in Lopez. And obviously the attack speaks for itself. Um, the front three of Jota, Ronaldo, and um, Felix is is exciting. Um, and you've got you know Tasman and Ronaldo, one of the best in the world, um, one of the goats, in fact. And then you've got the likes of Bruno Fernandes, who's you know whatever people say about him, he 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 gets goals, he gets assists, and that's crucial, you know. So I I think Portugal could cut out. It won't surprise me though. Like it's not saying so. Like I I. I think Portugal will come second, 
Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Germany come second as well. I don't know what you. Uh, Germany definitely going to um, go past the, the group stages though, based on points as well. But yeah, I don't know what you guys think of that order: um, France, Portugal, Germany, Hungary. I agree. I think. I mean, it's yeah, a battle of the. It's a battle of the terror managers. I'm not really sure where to go with it, to be honest. I think, yeah, France to win the group, I, I could see. I don't think they'll get nine points. I think they'll do well to beat Portugal and Germany. But yeah, I do think Germany could like surprise people, though. Yeah, for sure. I feel like they could do all right, definitely. They have de- definitely got a good side, but... You know, last few tournaments they have disappointed and they yeah. haven't really got a proper, you know, number nine, which we know is very, very crucial. And their defence is decent, but you know, like Hummels isn't getting any younger, you know, um Rudiger in a bat four, we don't know. Like we don't know. Uh, I must I must say I, I predicted Portugal and Germany to um play each other again in the semis. And I did um uh predict Portugal to win that one. So yeah. But I mean it's it's good to have these sort of calibre of matches in the groups to um to see to see what um what it potentially could be like near the end of the tournament, but I mean with Portugal, I think they have got they have a good squad, and I do actually have them to reach the final. But I feel like they could lose at any stage because I feel like they do have quite a few weaknesses still yeah. in that team and not I that agree. much depth. I agree. So yeah. I don't know. I feel I'm like yeah, compared to compared to France, you know, I don't know, but it is quite likely it could be in England v Portugal uh, round of sixteen. I think if you compare both squads, we might just have the edge. But, I mean, Portugal have more winners. They have more experience. So, it will be, you know, quite tough. But, I mean, has anyone else got anything else to add on Group F before we move on to our surprise exits? Um, I just hope England don't have to face any of them. I mean, I agree. So, tactical <laughs> is, is there, is there a way, is there a way that hungry, you fans. can't face any of them? Finish fourth. Finish third. third or second. <laughs> third so, yeah, or second, third yeah. or second. Uh, So, if you finish second, where would England... Who would England big, play? I think it's Spain or Sweden. Yeah, so that's yeah. still a really tough game to probably Sweden or Poland or if Spain drop in seconds, that mm-hmm. certainly would yes. be more favourable. But um, but yeah, I mean, before we wrap up, um, I was supposed to talk about this to start, but I completely forgot. <laughs> we'll talk about our surprise exits for the tournament. Um, so we'll just again, I'll go through who we all think, and then we'll have a little discussion after. I feel like there might be a few disagreements, but I've got a couple. But I'll, I'll say England or Netherlands. That's mine. So Demir, I'll come to you. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I predicted England and Netherlands to crash out in round of 16s. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there's not much to say about it, yeah. Babs, what about you? I think it's pretty simple, it's England. Because if we finish top of our group, which we should, I mean, I know Croatia are a good team as well, but yeah, Portugal, yeah, that could be Wait, sticky. <laughs> that could be sticky. A Bruno Fernandes dagger, oh no. Oh, what a shame. Oh, I'm joking, someone has happened. Anyway, um, Dan, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with either Belgium or England. Oh, we're literally crushing the country spirits right here. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Matt? He's going to uh, say France. I feel, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I feel like there's a lot of nations I could say for this. No, I feel right. like literally any... God, it's 16, mate. Well, it's like, 32, actually. No, <laughs> no but like... Germany because their manager, same for France, same for Portugal, I feel like why they go super far or go out early. Um, I just have a feeling. Like they've got some very good players in their squad, but the way they play isn't exactly the most pe- pleasing to watch. I think for France, them not taking someone like Maxim's Kakare to fill in as that third midfield spot, um, and taking someone like Taliso, who seems 
is probably going to be a starter. He's hardly played any minutes this season, or Rabido is just not very good. I think that could hurt them a lot. I think even taking playing in a pivot will hurt them. Pope or Kante could carry, you know, that that third man. But I think there's so many midfielders they should have taken. And I think I don't know how relevant it will be in the grand scheme. But even taking someone like Longley, you've got Lacroix from Wolfsburg, you've got Fafana from Leicester. You've got so many players they should have taken ahead. And I think some of their team selection is just so so confusing. Uh, but obviously, on the other hand, they've got a ton of quality, so it wouldn't surprise me if they still went all the way. Because when you have players like Mbappe in your team or Kante and stuff, you know, you, you make things a lot, a lot easier. I can't believe we're actually having a debate about whether France will go out early. <laughs> <laughs> can I, Matt, can I just, can I just ask, have you done a tournament bracket? Um, see, I did one, but it ended awfully, so I did another one. Cause <laughs> I, bet you put in, I bet you put in all your ridiculous takes and you were like, hang on, wait a minute. <laughs> North Macedonia yeah, reaching the semis in this. <laughs> I want to see one on your Twitter later. <laughs> I want to see no, where, where you're getting these roots from. But yeah, very much right. When I when I did it the first time, I just did it like how I thought it would go for like each team would go for each group, and then each fixture just looked really strange. So just restarted <laughs> it because it had like Holland with a really favourable run. I was like, nah, they ain't going in this far at all. Matt's put so, Ukraine top of the group and Holland third or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, so, who are you saying? <laughs> Yeah, Matt, who was your surprise exit? Um, I mean, I have to stick to Just France, say it. I? <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot, I I, like a mastermind or stupid, either one. I, I cannot wait to do our group stage review. France has crashed out in the group stage and Matt just sat there like the smuggest. <laughs> Honestly, like I looked through as well. Like, I spoke to someone about it. Like, I looked through their 2018 run. Not that it's that relevant because obviously the quality they have, but... I looked at like some of the stats and some of the games they played. Like in the final against Croatia, for example, they had double the shots against them and sixty-six percent possession against them. It was just like their individual brilliance they had like carry them through. So I feel like you know. in um, in international tournaments though, you do rely on individual brilliance more than like tactics a lot of the yeah. time, which is why probably why there's such a low caliber of managers in the international game. But Anyway, we will wrap up there. Otherwise, we'll be talking about uh, France crashing out in the groups all night. But um, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention is we've well, actually I started... I don't mean that early. I just want to say, I don't mean that early. I mean, like, I just don't think they'll win it. That's completely... No, yeah, yeah. I get you, I get you. But um, just before we wrap up, I just want to mention that we have started a Big Six uh, Euro Fantasy League. So if any of you guys are interested in joining that, just head over to our Twitter. All you got to do is follow us, send us a DM, and then we'll send you a code to... And I think we've got about 40 members so far. And if you win, you'll get just a £10 gift card to spend on whatever you like. And there's uh, no um, entry fee. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to get involved with that, then feel free. Uh, Baz, thanks very much for coming on. We'll leave all no his links in our Twitter. So, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate thanks very much. And thanks to uh, everyone else, as always. Welcome back, Dan. Um, great to have you back. It's good to be back He's as like well. a guest, it's isn't he? too long. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Nah, it's, it's great to have you back, though. And um, I'm buzzing for the Euros. I've got Euro fever. Don't know about you guys. Yeah, I do. Seriously, I'm Can't really excited wait. just to watch football for like a month. That's, it might sound oh, quite sad, but... France v Bulgaria. That's not excited, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm buzzing. I hope you guys are all too. So, I mean, how the pod's going to work over the Euros is I think we're going to try and do a show in between each match day. So when all teams have played once, we'll do a show. When all teams have played twice, we'll do a show. And then we'll do a show previewing the knockouts and reviewing the groups and go from there. So, yeah, you can expect lots of content um, from us and more content on Twitter as well. If you want to head over there and follow us at Big Six Pod, where, like I said, you can find a fantasy league and any other Euros content we may be posting on there. But, yeah, I think that's about it. So, you know, hope you guys have a good week and hope you guys enjoy the opening game.
games of um of the group stage and we'll see you all later